0: Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host Adrian. And I am your co-host Austin. Welcome to another week. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was just thinking that. That's so weird. You were thinking about saying welcome to another week?
1: Yeah, if I was
0: going to say something, it would have been that. Wow. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> we need it to, to stop like hanging too <laughs> <page>. much. <laughs> Uh that usually doesn't happen when we're not spending time with each other. Mm-hmm. But anyways, anything interesting happened to you this week? Um yes.
1: But I I've been I've been very distracted by the news this week. Mm-hmm. Um unrelatedly, because the the news this week has been very interesting. Um and yeah, I don't really want to talk about the news that much, but I've been reading a lot of the news. I had I had like a a uh, not very hijinks filled week. So
0: yeah, I I'm trying to think back on my week. I always feel bad thinking about my week because I feel like I'm forgetting something that happened. Um, I did go.
1: I went skating. Uh, so, nice. um, a friend that I have built a skating rink in his backyard for his kids. And I told his kids, wow, Hudson and William the from dream. Canton, when you guys grow up and are in the NHL, you guys can say, yeah, back in the day my dad uh, built us a rink out in the backyard for, uh, uh, you know, all the hockey games, you know, and we, uh, we were out there, uh, uh, you know, just playing for hours out there, you know. Because uh, that's how all hockey players talk. <laughs> So they don't sound like that (laughs) now. They're not Canadian, though. They don't sound like that now, but as soon as they get to the NHL, they're going to talk like that. Um, For sure. mm -hmm. I think that's true. Tell me a hockey player that doesn't sound like that. Um,
0: P.K. Subban. I don't don't know. I've never heard an interview with P.K. Subban. Okay, there's a new show coming out that's all about P.K. Subban's life. What's it called? I don't know. Like the P.K. show or something like that. Okay. Just watch the trailer for it. Okay. It, it's an interesting Does experience. he speak in it? Yeah. Okay, I can hear him then. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you can tell he plays hockey. Why does he say, like, oh, you know, I was just,
1: uh, you know, we need to get back on the quick line changes, uh, move the puck around, uh, get to the front of the net, stuff like that? Just,
0: just watch it. Okay. And <laughs> I
1: think you'll understand. Oh, I did have a fun conversation about, um, Snoop Dogg. Uh, nice. I got to tell more people that the gospel of love presented by mm. Snoop Dogg exists. Yeah, that's um, a that's a time. Mm-hmm. He oh has a show goodness.
0: too about about coaching disadvantaged youths. So, speaking of a time, and maybe I should save this because maybe it's a segue. But this week I was scrolling through Amazon Prime Music as I always do. And guess what pops up on my recently added to Amazon Prime Music, none other than "Kids See Ghost." So I'm mm. like, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hit play on this bad Larry, and I was like, I, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much as if you wouldn't have told me about the machine gun noises. Yeah. Um.
1: But but it was <laughs> it's, it's I I uh, I am assuming he's not trying to be funny. In Probably that, not, um, because I th- I think Kanye is a pretty self serious guy, mm-hmm. but it's hilarious. <laughs> it is
0: pretty funny. <laughs> what else did I do this week? I think I, don't I played I played Catan twice. Nice. Which version? Uh, the first time I played Cities and Knights. It was this past Saturday, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday played regular. Both with six people. I was excited that,
1: um, so it turns out there are lots of free audiobooks on CastBox, the place Mm -hmm. where people find their podcasts, and uh, so Charles from Maytown is finally listening to The Idiot by Mm. Dostoyevsky, which I, I gave him to borrow, and didn't read so now he's listening to it while he runs and twyla from maytown is listening to war and peace and so i've been talking to them and texting them about these different books respectively and it's been great uh Mm -hmm. because so long have i waited for that for that time it's been like two years but which is uh, two years is kind of a long time thank
0: you Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um Today I also watched my very first ever episode of Atlanta. Oh, nice! What episode? Um, it's, um, Donald Glover wasn't in it at all. Which season? It was. It was season one. It okay. was. I think it was called B A N. Oh, that episode
1: is amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty hysterical and pretty amazing, but I was a little upset that I didn't see Donald Glover at all. Mm.
1: Uh, he's off camera.
0: I mean, yeah, he Paper voices Boy one of the kids. Paperboy says a word to him. Doesn't he do the voice for one of the kids too during the Probably. Cookie Crisp commercial or whatever?
1: But when Paperboy learns that he's not getting paid, he's like, uh, "Yo,
0: earn." Who's Donald Glover? Um, okay, okay. Well, anyways, I just watched one episode, and um, you yeah. should
1: you should go back and watch. I was also excited to talk to Dad. I mean, Charles from Maytown. <laughs> about... I think it's
0: weirder that you don't call him our dad, no, to be honest. I don't okay. think so. Okay.
1: Um, about Atlanta Season 2, because mm-hmm. uh, Zach from State College was watching it, and they were both there because he was on break. Uh, and they hit, like, three of the
0: great season, greatest episodes back to back to back mm-hmm. uh, from mm-hmm. Season 2. So, I also... Um, did get my Donald Glover in for this week because also at work, I decided to listen to the song Favorite Song by Chance the Rapper mm feed Donald Glover, Mm -hmm. which I realize is one of my favorite songs right now Mm -hmm. because I just put that on repeat and it's just like, this is so good. So there was a time at work this week where I just listened to that song on repeat for probably like a half hour. Did I show you the video with Colbert talking about Mm it? Yeah. Okay, That was when I was visiting you. Yeah, okay, and I, think that's that's I that's thought. also why I enjoyed the song more.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know. I didn't burn
0: myself cooking this week. That's good. I've I've been to a coffee shop twice now. I went this morning before work, which was fantastic. Like twice today? No, 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 no. Sorry. Since last time we spoke, I haven't been to coffee shops much recently. And I have a hard time sp- believing that um recently um and then the time before that on saturday i was in a coffee shop as well same mm-hmm. coffee shop but still good
1: well yeah i did cook things though nice i made some uh potato curry which i didn't know was a thing uh
0: what is what is potato curry
1: it's just curry with potatoes in it.
0: Hmm. Is it like um, chicken curry, but with you just switch the chicken with potatoes?
1: Yeah. Uh, Fascinating. Though, it was like thinner than most curries that I've eaten. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, oh, ravioli. That one less. That one less well, but <laughs> still pretty good. Did you make your
0: own ravioli, or Mm -hmm. that? Yeah, you did make your own ravioli. Uh, Then
1: the the least successful part we just didn't roll the the uh, the dough thin enough.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So it was kind of I don't really know what pierogies are like, but I imagined it was more like a pierogi than ravioli is supposed to be.
0: I in my again. I probably don't know anything about either ravioli or pierogies. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, pierogies are thinner than ravioli. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I also I could be thinking of, like, dumplings. I thought it was going to – oh,
1: maybe more, Maybe I'm thinking of dumplings. Maybe I should say dumplings instead of pierogies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking rotini. But I would think
0: dumplings would be even thinner, to be honest. So, and, again, I know nothing.
1: Yeah, so – I thought it was rotini at first, uh, and that was completely wrong. So yeah, that's 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 just wrong. Mm-hmm. And I didn't burn myself at all.
0: Nice. No hot oil was thrown across the room. I did. Okay, so I did have an experience with hot oil this week. Just wow. In <laughs> case, in case people, <laughs> in case
1: we we were gonna break the streak.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Usually, if I'm frying eggs, I just like spray Pam on the pan, and it and it's good to go. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we this household has been out of Pam for months now. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that's so just that's a weird
1: like, sentence because I don't it use is. Pam a lot. So and I'm thinking like the Office, and yeah, uh,
0: no. anyway, anyways. So I was like rummaging around the the. Uh, like our shelf that all our seasoning is and stuff around and where the Pam usually is. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, here's olive oil. That's essentially the same thing. No, it's not. You can use it to fry eggs, but your eggs will be very oily as mine Mm -hmm. were very oily. And then afterwards I was like, should I not pour water on this? I've learned people. Mm -hmm. Good. Should I not pour hot water on this? Or cold water on this because it might come back and kill mm-hmm. me. So I, I used caution. I proceeded with caution.
1: I think you just have to be very sparing mm-hmm. with olive oil whenever you use it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I use too much. Mm-hmm. But next time I think I'm just going to use butter, assuming that we have butter mm-hmm. in the house.
1: Anyway, going back to Adrian's failed transition. Our question today comes Premature from... Premature transition. It wasn't <laughs> failed. Okay. Our question today comes from Tyler from All Gray. And he asks, why do we connect so much about music?
0: I have a question. Over music, yes. This is a side comment, and then you can finish doing the intro. How come Tyler is from All Gray, but Zach is from State College?
1: Oh, yeah. That's a mistake. That's my bad. Tyler from Cedarville. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Anyway, sorry. What What's the I topic? Actually,
1: I, thought that, I thought about that earlier in the week. Uh, And then I forgot just now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why do we connect so much over music?
0: So you asked this question. You told me this question before we started. And then I was going to ask a follow-up question. And I decided I'll just wait until the podcast Mm -hmm. to ask a follow-up question. Yeah. So so based on feedback, I'm trying to think as little
1: about what's going on before the podcast starts. So,
0: except for Anthony. Sorry Anthony, you're the one child left I'm behind. trying
1: to come in fresh
0: here. He recommended that we think about it more. Right. So yeah, Sorry, Austin didn't Austin did in a way of, for Austin to not think about it more that also means that he didn't tell me about the topic until 5 minutes before we started mm-hmm. recording. Which is fine because I don't think about things beforehand. Um so my question my follow up question is does that mean why is the question why do we connect to the music or why do we connect to other people through music? I think
1: he means why do we connect uh to other people through music because I th- I think okay. it was it's in reference to some conversations that we had uh about hip hop music over mm-hmm. christmas. Um he and Oh okay us sorry. And him. The real question is why do we love and connect to music? Um so that is a different question than I thought, but I'm going to change it to why do we
0: connect over music? We might. I we might can do come both. Come back to that question because mm-hmm. I think it's probably it's probably important to this the answer maybe. Mm-hmm. Not that we're going to come up with an answer probably, but we'll come up with a answer maybe not the answer. So what's the question that you want to ask? Why do we connect to each other through music?
1: That's the question I thought he was asking but it turns out I was wrong. So
0: Okay. Where do you want to start?
1: Um so in in failing to not think about it, I was mm. listening to a podcast called Reasonably Sound created by Mike Rignetta. Um man, there was one time he played the intro music to PBS Idea Channel on reasonably sound and Mm -hmm. i was like oh man come back mike anyway (laughs) um and he was talking about sound and of the way he talked about it was really interesting because he loves sound which is why he has a podcast about it and he says the way we talk about sound is unique because we don't have words for sound like we don't have we don't have good ways to talk about sounds except through metaphors. So it forces us to kind of take an extra step. Okay. In kind order of. to talk about it. Kind of like smells, right? I've also... I've, we, I have, think I've complained we have about more this on words for,
0: for sounds than we do for smells. Yeah, but most of them are metaphors. Other than like loud or soft. What about like pitch and tone and verbato like all of these words are referring to sounds. But that's like individual notes. That's not how you would describe a song. Okay, that's very different than what you said. Okay, we don't you have You said we don't have words to describe sounds, which I okay, that's completely not true. disagree yeah. with. Okay. I disagree what with What you're trying to then. say what you're trying to say is the way we talk to about music is it's through hard a metaphor. To... Yeah. Okay.
1: And so I think that that helps us connect more and engage more so I was talking to to somebody about this and she said that um most of the metaphors that we use are inherently emotional. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is really true like when we talk about music the the natural way we talk about it is how it made us feel um or like what emotions we had related to this music which I think is a, a really like bypassing way kind of to get past the normal like barriers we have in talking Mm -hmm. to people about emotions i i assume that's true for everyone um it it might just be me
0: um so to rephrase what you just said just to make mm -hmm. sure that i know what you're saying basically you're saying that music is an is a nice way of talking about how we feel without directly talking about how we feel
1: no i think To talk about music forces us to talk about how we feel, and that, like, opens up more emotional vulnerability than normal conversations. How is that different than what I said? That vulnerability
0: is what, like, connects people. Okay. What was different than what I said? Um...
1: you said it like it forces you to talk about emotions I, I don't know it i don't know It might not have been different what what you said but okay. I, I i would emphasize i guess like we don't really have good ways to talk about music other than emotionally mhm
0: mhm yeah okay
1: or we like we could talk about something analytically but most of the time you talk about uh, how something makes you feel. So I apparently I bought uh, Swan Lake when you were here.
0: I don't um, remember that, but... Okay. I, I
1: guess I did. So I was playing that, and the beginning of Swan Lake sounds just like strikingly similar to Star Wars and Harry Potter at the same time. I don't know how John that's Williams. true, but it's like, Wow this music is like unbelievably nostalgic and I've never heard it before. Um, the opening to Swan Lake. Mm. -hmm. Um, and so like, I liked it because it it made me remember like Harry Potter and, um, Star Star Wars Wars. and like miss the time that I had, or, yeah, like, whatever nostalgia is. Um, I think we have an episode about that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, or, and so, like, or, like, recommending a piece of music to someone else. It's like, oh, like, when I was talking about um, Kid Cudi, was like, this made me feel sadder than I thought I was going to. And I like that. hmm hmm So that's what I that's why I think we connect um to other people through music.
0: I think I think too that it's 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 more than that because I think it music can draw people together. Um so this is a really great topic for this week and I am just now realizing how great it is. So and this is going to be spoilers for my recommendations. But this week mm-hmm. I also I watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody. And is that what it's called? What's that?
1: That's what it's called?
0: Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: The movie with uh, the guy from Mr. Robot?
0: I'm not sure what you're talking about. Freddie Mercury? Yeah, Queen? I it was
1: just called like Queen.
0: No, it's called Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Um and so this I recommend this mo- again that's premature but um point I'm trying to make is one thing that they said about why queen is going to be the next as they were trying to sell themselves mm-hmm. why should they pick queen why should the producers listen to or pick them to be their music And they said that they are the music for the outcasts, that they're a bunch of outcasts who have come together, who have bonded over this music, and now they're making music for those people. And so that's what I – I mean, yeah, I agree. It's all about – probably about that emotion and stuff. But I also think like – music just brings people together and that's why we connect over it um so the one one thing that i experienced while i was watching this movie is a sensation that i usually only attribute to like sports movies or like sporting events Mm -hmm. is like this just like welling of like i don't even know how to explain it and maybe I-, I don't really know but like think about when you're like watching miracle or like remember the titans or hearing some like story from the world cup or something like this this like anticipation and this like i don't really know even how to explain it do you know what i'm talking about um, it's just me am i insane n- no i think so i i've never
1: seen remember the titans but, uh, I have seen miracle,
0: but like don't you just like, i don't really know what you mean though okay, well, this is like anticipation, fall flat but like don't you just like like get this like welling up inside you of just like I don't even know how it's not really anticipation, it's just like you're just like pumped, and there's just like some kind of like glory in this moment that's like all of the Lord of the Rings for me. Okay, great. Whatever that, whatever does that <laughs> like for when you. Like
1: the giving a speech at Pelennor Fields.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So, that's the same feeling. That's the feeling. That feeling that like is just like gl- there's like glowingness inside you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually I attribute that to like movie, like sports movies, but I got that sensation while I was watching this movie when they are. So the scene where they're doing the We Will Rock, they're coming up with a song, We Will Rock You. Mm -hmm. And so they're like talking about how we want a song that the crowd can sing along, that they can feel like it's their song. And so you have this just like stadium filled with people just stomping and clapping and singing We Will Rock You. And it's just like Mm -hmm. this great moment. And so I think that... music has that ability that to cause that what i don't really know how to explain it but just that that feeling not only within you but also within a large group of people Mm. which connects connects people i don't know if that makes any sense maybe that sounds weird um no i yeah i think like concerts are
1: like unique in that way like there's there's like some concerts that i've been to that i feel are like a really connecting event mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which i i guess is just in a mutual experience way i don't know like i don't i don't feel that way about like normally listening to music though
0: But even, like, what if you're listening to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack or Star Wars? Like, don't you get... I still get that sense sometimes when I listen to those.
1: Well, I mean, that's just because I associate it with other things, though. I suppose. But, yeah, I, I... I think music can be an inherently collecting thing because...
0: It um, gets your attention, I guess. I also think that it can speak on so many more levels maybe than other things can. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing that was, again, I don't want to sound too pretentious, but what was really cool about watching... Bohemian Rhapsody was was that I could come home and listen to the album that I just like saw them make Mm -hmm. on my record player, which is just pretty cool. But like, kind of what we talked about maybe a little bit last week is like, after watching that story and now listening to these songs, I feel like I understand what went into the songs that they wrote. Mm -hmm. And I think, in a way you can connect with people so like, I don't know. Sometimes you listen to music and you're like, I don't really know what they're talking about. Like, I don't really understand what's going on behind this song or what it means, but I can connect to a song more when I know what it's about and Mm -hmm. can like say, okay, how can I draw lines between my life and this song? And I think that's what draws people together. Most about songs is it saying I can understand you and we can both have this mutual thing in our lives that connect us. And that's this song or this band or this genre of music. It doesn't even have to mm-hmm. be words or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just saying something in my life connects me to this song. And it could be something completely different. But something in your life connects you to the same song. And then we have the connection based on this song.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was thinking I
0: think ab- that's I think that's the fundamental thing that connects why music connects people in the same way that I mean other things can do it too but I think music has is, does such a better job of allowing there for an open a wider maybe a wider variety of interpretations but just saying like okay this song means this per this to this person and it means this to this person and this to this person but it's all the same song Mm-hmm. and we can connect over that song.
1: Yeah, I I read an interview, and I actually listened to an interview with Jonathan Haidt, um, the author of The Righteous Mind, this past week. Um, and something he talks about a lot in The Righteous Mind is uh, that people are like a rider on an elephant, and the rider is your reason, and the rider is post the elephant moving trying to account for why the elephant is going the way it's going and sometimes the rider can control things but most of the time it's the elephant just kind of going where it wants and mm-hmm. so he talks about and so for him it the elephant is emotion and the rider is reason and he's he's arguing that um most of what our reason is doing is um after the fact coming up with explanations for why we feel the way we do. Um, and so he talks about people who are able to speak to elephants and that's how you need, that's how you actually change people's minds is speaking to their elephant. And so I think music does that um, because like, I don't know all the reasons I like some of the songs that I do, but I like them. It's so it, like, it reminds me of uh, one time I was at a coffee shop with my parents and we saw this guy walking and my dad said, wow, that guy looks exactly like Cordell from Mount Joy. And I look and I say, no, he looks nothing like Cordell from Mount Joy. He just walks the same way. And we were like, oh yeah, no, they walk exactly the same way. And so somehow I know how cordell from Mountjoy joy walks but i don't know how to explain that at all but that's something i know and so that's that's how i i think music can do that sometimes like i don't know why i like st- a song but i like it it like mm-hmm. it's by it's just speaking to my elephant um in a way that lots of things can't uh because I think you give music, like I give music more of a leeway. Uh, Like I give it more freedom to do it at once, kind of. Like if I'm reading a book, I'm all engaged with what the words are and what they're doing because that's all that you have. But music has, has so much more going on. I think it can better represent not only do we speak about it through emotions, it can better represent the full range of our experience as people because there's so much more going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think too, and maybe you're kind of getting at this with the idea of the elephant or maybe it's the opposite of that, is like there are things that we know that we can't explain but music can help us explain that better. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah like this is something my elephant knows
1: and i don't know how it knows that but this is this is how i represent that mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. so i i think that's that's why i think music connects people in a way that lots of other things don't because it can it can bypass a lot of our normal reasoning defenses and get to our emotions somehow um like i was i was watching a video about a painter who just painted uh like stripes of pastel colors on a canvas and it was huge it was pbs or pbs digital studios art assignment get that quick plug in um And so this person is trying... She said she's trying to paint pure emotion uh, because she says when people talk about music, they talk about music as representing emotions um, and trying to unmoor painting from depictions of real things to trying to represent emotions. People do that sonically. She's trying to do that through painting. Um... So anyway, I think somehow music can represent emotions in ways that words can't. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And just, like, yeah, I just think about, like, and we've probably talked about it before, but how I feel like a score to a movie is so vital Mm -hmm. to getting the point of the movie across. Because... Yeah, like so much of watching a movie or a show, I feel like our emotions and our feelings are stirred up more by the music than by what is happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't I don't know that for sure because I haven't watched a movie without music. Maybe I, I don't mean, think they Roma have ha- movies without. Did music. Did Roma have music? Yeah.
1: Though I did watch the first seven minutes in silence.
0: Again, I think that Roma might just begin in silence. No, there's sounds of her washing the floor. Okay, regardless. I had accidentally muted the tab. But I think, like, I I don't know. Somehow music just grabs you and forces you into a spot even when you're not just not even thinking about that. Like, you're not even aware of it, but all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I'm tense. Or, okay, I'm relaxed. Or, I'm in Hobbiton. Or, Mm -hmm. Darth Vader is walking down. Like, 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 how does it do that? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I I don't, can't explain it, but it's amazing.
1: Right, like how I talked about being, just like, caught off guard by sadness. Mm -hmm. Just like, driving in a car. And driving in a car is not usually a sad thing for me. Um, but music has, like, the power somehow to bring that about regardless of – even, like, in spite of what's really going on, air quotes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Another thing I was thinking about, which, again, may be breaking into my recommendations, but – just like taking time to listen to music mm-hmm. instead of having music on um which again i don't mean to say it as like high and lofty but i think like i think it's healthy because for the reason that we're just talking about like if if music has this ability to tap into emotions that i normally wouldn't be able to like, I I think that is something that we should probably give time to and not just, like, I mean, yes, we can turn on music and listen to it on the background. I think that's fine. But I also think, too, like, taking the time to just sit there and listen to an album all the way through, like, I think that's, there's something to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, back when I took my art appreciation class, uh, we, for the tests they would play short clips of songs uh, and that we had to recognize. Like, we had to recognize the song and the movement that it was from. Uh, so I listened to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony a lot. And so, like, nothing happens narratively from, like, a, here are words explaining what's happening in Beethoven's Fifth. But a lot mm-hmm. happens in Beethoven's Fifth like narratively Mm -hmm. and it does it just through the way it changes music um Mm -hmm. and so people i've heard people describing music as uh for some reason our brain likes certain harmonies and that's just math but the art of it is using that math to tell a story Mm uh which I, I like because I like math. Um and I like stories. So like the 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 challenge of um Um handle. No, wrong person. Uh he was right before Mozart. Haydn. Uh that might be wrong too. Anyway what are you trying to get some down? guy he was trying to Uh, tell stories only through music and like what Mozart brought to opera according to my art appreciation class is like doing work to tell the story with the music as well as the lyrics telling a story Mm -hmm. Um, and Hamilton does that too Uh, so I think music is weird in that it works on, like, a sub-reasoning level for us. Which I think is really powerful, because to say, like, oh, yeah, I really like that music as well, it's like something, like, you don't even, maybe don't even understand about yourself is something you have in common with someone else.
0: Mm hmm Yeah, so... Maybe am I'm gonna to try to turn this more practical. Okay. So I think for me personally, and maybe both of us, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you. But I'm going to anyways probably. Okay. I, I don't I might think... contradict you. Okay, go for it. If you feel like you need to. I don't think I based on this conversation and based on my knowledge of myself, I don't think I personally do the best job of A explaining and Expressing my emotions, and B, being aware of other people and how, and and, and just being compassionate or understanding of other people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: can. And I'm trying to get better at that. And so, thinking about all these things we're saying about music, can that help me in either of those categories?
1: Yeah, I I think so. Uh uh maybe. I don't I don't know. I would probably agree that I'm also bad at expressing my emotions, but, so I don't plan on uh saying like in a conversation, here's a song that is how I feel mm-hmm. because I feel like that would be a terrible way to have conversations. Right, right, right. Um But I don't know. I think it's a a good way to explore your emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully you can be better at expressing them. Right. As we both clearly failed uh, to do earlier in this, um, and we could only describe it as like Thayden giving a speech at Pelennor Fields.
0: But I think like – so but even like that I think is a better way of explaining our emotion like that is trying to share that, right? mm mm-hmm. or, or, Even if – I don't know. I think even if I can't get that across, that's going to make sense on some level. Right. That made sense to me. Um. Right. And so I'm trying to think like – I don't know. If if I can be connected so so going to the second part of the question, so me and another person can mm-hmm. be very two very different people. Very different upbringings, different situations, different life experiences. We can connect over the exact same song in very different ways. And I'm just thinking like how how can I be more aware of not only just connecting I don't know, not only just connecting over a song, but, like, in other things in life as well. Like, thinking about that as a way of helping myself understand people more or at least stepping out and saying, hey, what does, like, you enjoy this song. Why do you like it? Mm -hmm. Again, maybe that's lame conversations, but I don't think so because I don't, uh, I think that, the reasons I like songs are going to be very different than the reasons other people like songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that in in the sense that it taps into our emotions, that can help me understand and share my emotions and feelings, but also understand, wow, here's somebody else whose experiences are very different than mine, but I can now see... And understand more of, of where they're coming from. hmm I don't know if that makes any yeah,
1: sense. Yeah, yeah. Well it was like when I was trying to tell you about twenty two a million and why I like it and it was like two AM on a car and the way to Michigan. hmm Um So yeah, I, I I think asking people why they like songs is I mean, as I said at the beginning, I think it's really revealing because the way we talk about Music is through emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a song uh, by Bonnie Vera called uh, "Heavenly Father," which is not on any of his albums. But anyway, uh, I was on YouTube and I scrolled down to the comments, which is normally a mistake. Uh, <laughs> but one of the comments was like, "Man, I never have any idea what this guy's saying, but I really feel it." Um, which I think is just like, um, something that's great about music is like, you don't have to understand what he's saying to feel the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or just like to feel with him. Cause like, that was a weird phrase, but I stand by it. Um, mm-hmm. cause people talk about, people are all busy trying to justify why we should read fiction. Um, or listen to music because it increases your empathy. And I think that's a, a very like limited reading of why we should read fiction because I'm really biased towards it. But yeah. I, it's not it's not untrue even if it's it's part of what's great about reading fiction. That it builds empathy. And I, I think part of what's great about engaging with music is by feeling something with someone is engaging in empathetically with them.
0: But I think, like, and I don't know, maybe it comes more naturally for you, but you have to work at that. I don't think that comes naturally by listening to music. I don't know. It, de- it depends on the music. Like, No, I, I mean, I agree, but I think that if I don't come into it with the right mindset, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh feel right, well yeah. To steal your recommendation, you've got to
1: be listening, if you're gonna hear anything.
0: Right. So I guess uh, that would be my clarifying thing. Like I can't just like turn on the music, and just have, like something on in the background, and assume that I'm just gonna become all of a sudden more compassionate towards other people. Because I'm listening to their music. No, or just Mm -hmm. on. Have music on, I guess, is a better way of saying it if I want to use listening to music as a way of actually listening to it. In the event that I want to actually become more compassionate or whatever the word that you used earlier that I can't remember, I need to actually listen to what they're saying and understand where they're coming Mm -hmm. from.
1: Yeah, Mike Rignetta differentiates often on Reasonably Sound between hearing and listening. And he had a really interesting one about uh hold music, where it's mm-hmm. music meant to be heard, um, and not listened to. Uh because hmm. he he's talking about the purpose of hold music is to make time seem to be passing as quickly as possible. Uh so the more you listen to music the slower time seems to be uh, because you're engaging with it more deeply. So uh, hold music is just meant to be heard. Um, But I I think, yeah, of course, listening helps us become more empathetic because so much of empathy is listening. Like you you can't identify Mm, or you can't share – inexperience experience with someone unless you know what their experience is um you like yeah you ca- like you can't be compassionate towards them unless you know what they're going through unless you actually stop and listen yeah that's pretty mm-hmm. good so yeah, I I think because because music is so like inherently gets to our emotions. We only talk about it through emotions. And to to really engage well with it, you have to practice the same things it takes to engage well with other people. I like I think that's why people connect and it just like you feel it and f- feeling is like such an important part of our experience that we don't always know how to talk about but if you both feel something that's that's like a, you know it's a strong connection
0: mm-hmm. no I think yeah I mean I agree with all of that but I think what you're saying about listening has got to be maybe the mm-hmm. key right like and what maybe and that's maybe why music is so great, right? Because you are forced to listen mm-hmm. to it and listening is so uh, of all the things that we can do. And I could be wrong about this, but I'm going to say it as if it's true. Listening is the most selfless thing we can do. Mm-hmm. And so, like, anything else, any other way of consuming is almost selfish, right? Like, if I'm watching something, I guess maybe not. It doesn't, it kind of, it's kind of falling apart. But, I don't know, I think that is key of why, what connects us between, or why music is so connecting is because we have to listen.
1: I, I think it's it's about like intense engagement like when I meet people who really love Russian books which I have it's, it's sometimes in my life like you have something like instantly connecting with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you both know that and so I, I feel like if in in a in a similar way, if you've really engaged with some music, and it's like really moved you, and someone else has done that same thing, um, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know if it's specifically listening. I just think it's
0: engaging with something else. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: So yeah, and I think that. So I'm gonna tie that into i'm going to transition in my recommendation if that's mm-hmm. okay so so going along on that idea of engage like what was the word you used what kind of engaging um intense intentional 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 engaging so that was one thing that i i'm uh, like in reflecting upon watching well watching any movie really but after watching bohemian rhapsody right so watching a movie like that forces me to engage with the band queen and the and the person of Freddie Mercury more than I ever have um, before. Mm-hmm. And regardless if I agree with his lifestyle, I was able to... Again, I haven't really thought about Freddie Mercury a lot, but I was able to see and understand his life so much more than I ever have by just watching that movie and engaging with that. And then listening to his music, being able to say, wow. Okay. I have listened to the Bohemian Rhapsody, the song so many times in my life, but never really understood where it's coming from. Or I can listen to this song and I'm like, wow. Okay. That's what this song means. It has such a wider picture of, of what this song means so I think and again so then also going back to Roma right like here's a movie that's in Spanish about I can't even understand the language that it's in but I can still engage and somehow get some kind of grasp of what it means to be A Maid in Mexico City in the 1970s. So, yeah. Um, But anyways, definitely recommend the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. I think the actor who plays Freddie Mercury is probably going to win Best Actor.
1: He's the guy from uh, Mr. Robot.
0: Yeah, I figured that out afterwards. Mm
1: -hmm. He won... uh best actor for the Golden Globes, but the Golden Globes are garbage, so.
0: Well, it's just kind of like a... It, it just feels kind of like Little League. Um, I don't know if it's going to win Best Picture. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Um, But yeah, just listen... I would also just recommend listening to Queen. One thing that just... I mean, several things stuck out to me that was great about this movie. One of them was just, like, h- how much of a genius Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. is. Uh, like, musical genius. So, again, if remember, like, a couple of months ago when I was like, hey, you should listen to the Beatles because yeah. they're amazing. And then you listen to the Beatles and we're like, wow, mm-hmm. these guys are amazing. I, Queen is not as amazing as the Beatles, but, like, You'll be like, "Wow, these guys are pretty amazing um, but yeah it is it's a good movie. you should watch it it shows a great i think the the great the greatness and the strength of friendship mm-hmm. i mean here's like a bunch of people so so how queen gets started as a band the drummer and guitarist are in another band and they're again i don't know how much this is actually true but this is how it happens in the movie their lead singer quits or goes to another band or something and freddie mercury is at their concert and he goes up to them after the concert and was like hey yeah like like i really appreciate what you guys did and if you don't know anything about freddie mercury he he would be considered an outsider he's his parents were immigrants he he says his mouth was or he was born with extra incisors in his I mouth or that. something like that so he has this he has this huge mouth but he's like i have these this huge mouth which lets me like have this huge range and like the drummer's like a dentist student the other guys like an astrophysicist or something like that really so it's just a bunch of these like yeah and then their their basis that they get later was an electric... He studied electrical engineering. Um, so it's these guys who are just like random guys. And Freddie Mercury is just so eccentric, where these other guys are just like seem so normal. I mean, for the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. And it's like, how can these guys ever be friends... But yet, they're just, there's such a tight bond between them, and then there's a falling out um, at one point, but then they realize that Freddie Mercury goes off and tries to do it by himself, but he realizes, like, I might be a genius, but I need these guys to be there with me um, because I can have all these thoughts, but if nobody else is there to push back and force me to do it better, it's it's not going to be any good. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just really good, and I've used way more than my time for um, recommendations. So, go see Bohemian Rhapsody. I Even if you're worried it might make you uncomfortable, watch it anyways. And then...
1: Lots of people be skeptical about uh, the historical veracity of the movie.
0: Historical veracity? what? What like, do you mean by is that? it
1: actually accurate.
0: I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of research.
1: I've heard it's not very accurate. So I can't... was mostly what I meant.
0: Well, I can't speak to that because I haven't read anything about it not being accurate or... Regardless, even if it's not all the way true, everything I said still applies, so... I mean, it can still be a good story, even if the story's made right. up, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think biology yeah, their music's is a very, very limiting genre.
0: We don't need to go into that debate. <laughs> what are your recommendations um, for this week?
1: Well, I'm going to recommend a podcast called The Argument um, by the New York Times. There are three people named Michelle, Ross, and someone...
0: They're not all named Michelle Ross. No, no. Just those are two of the people. Do so they all name Michelle? One of them Rich- is named Michelle.
1: Michelle. The other is named Ross, and the third person has a name, but I forget what it is. Um Chandler. No. Get out of here. <laughs> Monica. <laughs> um anyway, they uh so Ross is a conservative Catholic. Michelle is a liberal person and the third person is supposed to be the moderator but he's he's probably more liberal than not um Mm -hmm. his name is david as it turns out and uh they just get into an argument about what the news means uh but it's like a fun argument and like they don't hate each other it's like uh, it reminds me of ron and leslie
0: Okay, okay. Because yep.
1: they disagree with each other on everything, Uh. Mm-hmm. but they still, like, it was really great last week. They were talking about recommending books, and Ross and Michelle, who would have been arguing this entire episode, are now, like, talking about books that they loved and saying, like, Ross recommended this to me, and now I read it, and now I'm recommending it. And it's like, wow, that's really mm-hmm. that's really beautiful. And I like I think that that shows the power of good storytelling, and like like how empathetic media can be that it it can connect mm-hmm. you despite having <laughs> spent the last you know twenty five minutes or whatever arguing with each other. Uh, yeah. Embarrassingly, I didn't finish any books this week. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, we'll forgive you. Thanks. I hope you can find it in your heart's um mm-hmm. But I'll I'll just like quick sneak recommend The Idiot uh by Fedor Dostoevsky. Um I was talking to uh Charles about it and talking about like how well Dostoevsky understands people.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: This is going to sound like pessimistic, but like how little people have changed between 1850 and now. But I I think that's like – I think that's really – to me, that's really encouraging because now I have all of history to find people that get me. Like like because I think people have changed so little – that that mm-hmm. that gives I can't it do, it doesn't mean I have to just find people who are alive right now and are humans like me to identify with I can identify with anyone because we have the same experiences we have not the same experiences but we experience things the same way um, and we we think about the world the same way sometimes um, which I, I think is also great that like uh, Dostoevsky's dead but like. I can read him and be like, oh man, this guy gets me. Um, or whoever. W- lots of people are dead and we have access to many of their things. Mhm, mm-hmm. Which may sound depressing, but I like it a
0: lot. <laughs> as long as they're not, uh, their stories aren't falsified.
1: Mhm. Well, uh, as, uh, I, I think if you're up front about falsifying a story, I'm okay. The, like, sign okay. me up.
0: Also, we can listen to dead people's music. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. Uh, people talk about our time as being atemporal, which I, I don't like uh, because I, I think that's kind of arrogant. Um, but we do have, we have access to the past in ways that people have never had before. Uh, and I think we do a very poor job at taking advantage of that. Fair. So, connect with some people who are alive, connect with some people that are dead, do it all
0: with music or books,
1: which whichever, <laughs> music, I guess.
0: <laughs> I was just tying into yeah, the, I guess the episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Or podcasts. Tying it into right now. I don't know. You
0: should should probably listen and connect with people who aren't us. Who actually know what they're Mm -hmm. talking about. But anyways. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.